Hillary, have I, yeah. I feel like I talk about this every fucking time I do the show now, but have I told you that I've started drinking beer? It's not alcoholic beer, but it actually tastes like beer. Like it tastes, Ooh. it tastes like an IPA. Okay. And they're like, I mean, not that I'm counting calories, but they're like 35 calories. So you can just like pound the shit out of them. I look like okay. a champion because I can drink like, four, you know, like I, I actually <laughs> don't drink that many of them because they're very filling. But I don't, you know, I haven't, it's been like three years since I've drank alcohol, but I miss I the taste of beer. Anyway, so I just thought I'd share with you this marvel of technology. I am so glad you found that because like you did used to like, you loved your beer God, when I you were drinking, you know? Beer. Like uh, you and I, like we would share our love of beer all mm. the time, and like uh, this I, is like craft non-alcoholic beer, and they have it in all like, types of flavors. You know, like I've had like a Bex, you know, and it's yeah, like okay, that tastes like shit. It's like that's the Michelob Ultra, you know, of yeah. non-alcoholic beer. So that's cool. It's bullshit. They have like, but they have like porters, and they have like IPAs, and they have like golden ales, and like uh, different brands. Like we can that's actually so go cool. to the. The the ale yeah, which is one of those like growler places in Oakhurst, yeah. and they sell it. Holy shit! I know it's like that's really cool. I I, I it's really changed my life. Uh, Chris <laughs> went and bought a shitload of snacks because we can't go out to bars, so he bought yeah. us pretzels and mixed nuts and just like he's like trying to turn this office into some kind of makeshift bar. I love that. So though. we just I I think we just miss going to places i know you can see i have my bar back here nice, all my beers. Uh, nice. when i went down to visit my sister and brother-in-law a couple months ago um he also loves beer so we always trade i he sends me a list of stuff from georgia breweries and like breweries up here mm-hmm. that he wants that i go and get and haul down there and so when I leave there he you know buys me like a bunch and so I like each ways I have like a trunk full of beer (laughs) it's like god what was that movie we watched Sarah where they were uh, was it Smokey and the Bandit where they're like driving beer across state lines yes Oh boy, that was fucking crazy. That's basically me. I like when I come back from Louisiana, I have a trunk full of just like crawfish etouffee, gumbo, and beer. You're just like, it's like a party in your trunk. Yeah. And one duffel bag with clothes because <laughs> it's all I can fit. Like, I need to save room in this trunk for like, the etouffee. Literally, when I went down there, so there's this place in Biloxi um, that <laughs> it's it's called a Porte Seafood. I'm just going to give a good plug there. Plug it's in shit. Biloxi. It's like maybe a half mile from the IP Casino. Mm-hmm. Um, it is amazing. They had closed for a little while. So when we were done for my sister's wedding in August, we couldn't stop there. And so uh, when I went down, I was like, I'm making it there. So I left Atlanta and just I didn't stop. I didn't drink water all First day. Is that I, was place. Like, I was like, I'm not peeing. I'm going straight to Biloxi so I can make it there before they close. I got there and I was I walked in and I called ahead to tell them that I needed a etouffee. <laughs> Um, because I needed so much because yes. I was bringing stuff back for other people. Yes. And so I walk in and I was like, hey, like, you know, I need to get some crawfish at And they're like, okay, it's in the fridge over there. And I was like, no, no, I need 13 gallons of crawfish like, etouffee. Like, I don't think you heard me. I need all your bacon and eggs. I need and like all the etouffee. Yeah. He came out with like a big box and he was like, do you have a way to, he was like, where are you going? And I was like, you know, Baton Rouge. And he's like, okay, do you have, you know, cooler? And I was like, I got three coolers in my car put this in because I was just I came prepared I had ice I had coolers I had everything so I was like I'm 
I'm getting as much as I can carry. You know, this is the buddy comedy I want to see, which is the buddy comedy between Hillary and the etouffee in the trunk. This is good. I feel like this is a film that needs to be written. Um, I like. I like I went in there still in my work uniform even I like I straight up didn't change change. I I gotta get there this (laughs) etouffee is waiting (sighs) it's so good uh welcome to the feminine mistake podcast I'm one of your hosts Nicole I'm your other host Sarah (laughs) and on the show etouffee etouffee connoisseur uh actor Mm -hmm. comedian director writer Hillary R. Heath uh OG host (laughs) of the feminine mistake podcast here to talk with us again about death becomes her welcome hillary yes hi <laughs> yeah uh she's got I'm all here. your etouffee wrecks um yeah. if you're looking for etouffee hit up biloxi yes they'll give you a giant pot of it um it actually comes in frozen half gallons got it okay yeah i guess that makes sense you don't want the pot yeah. sloshing around yeah although i would do lines. it <laughs> I'd straight up, I'd have it in my lap. I'd be writing down, you know, 60, don't, just don't like. Don't turn too fast, because I got this etouffee in my lap. Uh, hey, what have you guys been watching? Um, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, get a little, wet my whistle with a little champagne. Um, so I actually, I've, I got really into period pieces after I watched Bridgerton. Ooh. Which I feel like has been talked to death, but it's a very sexy little thing. Shonda Rhimes show. I think I need but to hit the, that up. It's it's very good. And then I started watching after that these shows on Stars because I had a free you know thing, so and now I've renewed it. But it's the White Queen, the White Princess, and the Spanish Princess. It's I have three not heard of series. these. I'm writing this down. They are excellent. Um, it starts with the White Queen, which is uh, you know. Uh, what is it? Edward the Third or Edward? Which the what's the Shakespeare play? Uh, Henry the Eighth. No, it's Edward. Um, no, Richard. It's Richard the Third. Richard. That's the, the one third. I'm thinking of. Okay. <laughs> um, Richard the Third, but it starts around Richard the Third time, a little before that. Um, with the War of the Roses. Um, oh, for the white stuff. Yeah, for the White Queen, and then uh, the White Princess is right before Henry Tudor. And then um, the Spanish princess is Catherine of Aragon and Henry. I love Peter. her. So it's uh, it is very good. It's a, <laughs> a really good three series, and um, you'll recognize a lot of people in it. The this white princess is Jodie Julie Comer from uh, Killing oh, Eve. Oh, okay. um, she's the lead in that one. And then if you watched Game of Thrones and uh, mm-hmm. the character Miranda, who was Ramsay's kind of like evil little mistress, yeah, she was good. She, she plays Catherine of Aragon in okay. the Spanish Princess. So that and it's a great series because you know you always see the Anne Boleyn Henry Tudor kind of thing. Yeah, and this is all pre. Anne Boleyn so you don't even get that until the second season of Spanish Princess and it's like we've told that story right let's give some of these other weirdos a a try and it's you know it focuses on the women and like it's cool it sort of shows and like you know I don't know how true it is I don't I don't know I'm not a scholar of of that time period but as long as it's salacious I will be into it you know, it's great because there's a lot of politics in it, but right. you also get to sort of see that the women are sort of the hand that turns everything, which so is a, very exciting. Which is a bit Game of Thrones-like, I feel. It is, but it's there's no match. Well, there's some witchcraft in the first season. but oh, Well, I'm into that. Um, yeah. 
So it's it's good. Highly recommend. Okay. Well, I will definitely check that out. Uh, Sarah, is there something that you've been watching? That well, actually, I didn't make you watch for this podcast. Well, actually, there was a there was a movie that we half watched. Like we mm. watched half of it. We didn't half watch. Oh, it. we watched half of it, and then we <laughs> we took a break. Oh, um, but uh, it's called Ghost Town, oh. and it has R- R- Ricky Gervais. Oh, right, no. where he's a ghost, right? No, no, he sees ghosts. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay. but the thing that I think you would find funny, or that we found fun, funny, is how he gets this ability. Do you want to guess? I don't think you can guess. Uh well, there's the good old, good old conk on the head. That's always a good story convention of getting a good conk on the head. Uh let's see, Ricky Gervais. Hillary. Well, he's very self-deprecating, so. I have no clue. Okay, so I mean, you're not going to get it. So I'm just going to no, tell you. <laughs> I'm not. So he has a colonoscopy that goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he takes. That's great. He has a bad reaction to um, what's it called when they the anesthesia a- 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 anesthesia. So it's not dies. specifically the colonoscopy that that gets the anesthesia. him. It's he dies. The, okay. Because I was like, what if they put up his butt that helped him to speak? (laughs) I would like to know. First seven minutes. And by the way, Kristen Wiig is in this movie. Kristen Wiig is the the doctor who gives him the colonoscopy. And I think I might have seen this. The scene in which she tells him that he died during the colonoscopy and now he sees dead people like she it's the best scene I've seen in a long time. Like, it's just so great. And then we didn't watch the rest of it, so no bummer. Well, happened. maybe you can, uh, maybe you could watch the rest. Give us an update. Yeah, yeah. If Let us know how it ends. Half, yeah, if the second yeah. half was as good as the first half. Uh, cool. Um, well, speaking of updates, I wanted. I guess I can update on the stand, which I finished. Oh. Um, so Hillary, are you? Because I know you watched the um, what's that show that was on Hulu that was also Stephen King based C- Castle Rock. Castle Rock. So how like have you read the stand? Are you big fan? I, are you planning to watch this miniseries? So I love Stephen King because you know my family, my mom's side of the family is out of Maine, so I've always loved him. You know, yeah. I've tried oh, to run course. into him at many a diner. You know, I have lurked in a diner trying to find Stephen King. You know. But um, his lake house isn't far from mine, so. Oh, wow. Um, but uh, the only actual book that I've ever read of his I was uh, the short story, Rita Hayworth and uh, The Shawshank Redemption. Right. Um, the one that Shawshank is based on. But mm-hmm. I've started Langoliers, and it was mm-hmm. too scary. And I, for some reason, it was in my middle school library, and I remember reading it with my little book light. Well, so there's some um, shit in there that you probably not yeah. in your middle oh school God, library. A book light? Um, well, a book light? Oh my I woke up my whole family because I shut this giant hardback book and threw it over the edge of my bunk bed and woke my whole house up. Um, so that's, that's my experience with Stephen King. Um, I love him, but he's very scary. So do you think you're going to watch The Stand? Because I don't want to spoil anything if it... Okay. I don't care so, about spoilers. Uh, just to recap what I said last time, which was that I had a problem with the... They were shuffling the time around. So this also may not be a show you want to watch right now because it is about a a pandemic basically a super flu Ah, that kills everyone uh except for a small handful of people it actually is a really good book by the way um kills everyone but a small handful of people 
it's unclear. There's no reason particularly why, but they're immune. And then they kind of get divided into these camps of the good and the bad. And the bad is in Las Vegas and the good ends up in Colorado and Boulder, Colorado. And they're having dreams about these two different okay. people. And they're either going to go for the man, the Randall flag, or they're going to go for the, the old lady in the cornfield who, uh, you know, she actually starts in Nebraska. Then they move to Boulder. Now the cornfield is in the fucking show, but the show never starts in Nebraska. So it doesn't make any goddamn sense because there's no fucking cornfields yeah. in Boulder. But anyway, um, so uh, my problems with the show were that they actually cut out most of the super flu, which was like the first, like fourth of the book or the third of the book or whatever. Okay. They cut it out and made it flashbacks and jumped around in time. And it was very, I was like, if you haven't fucking read this book, I feel like you won't, aren't going to know what, what's going on. Uh, I loved the casting. A lot of my favorite characters that were main characters in the book got side, side charactered. They made them side mm-hmm. characters like Nick Andros, which made me very upset. Uh, so I got to the end of this thing. I saw it through. Um, and the second to last episode, I have to say, was actually quite good. Uh, once they got to Vegas for the standoff, the stand itself between good and evil, I thought they handled it very well. In the miniseries in the 90s, which is the only other thing I have to compare to, it all kind of fell apart. The, ex- the effects were a little shitty. Uh, it just feels a little cheesy there at the end. Uh, Alexander Sarsgaard plays Randall Flagg, who's basically like a like a, not the devil, but like the devil of the story. And he's okay. everything you could want in Alexander Sarsgaard. He's hot and he's saucy and he's wearing denim. And in the last episode, he's like basically wearing like a denim jacket, but no shirt. And it's just like all the things that you want from Alexander Sarsgaard. Had no problem with that. Uh-huh. Um, so, but the second to last episode was quite good, I thought. Um, and that, of course, but. Then the last episode, because now they've already defeated Randall Flagg, right, is the last episode and the last part of the book is really the remaining survivors who survived the standoff traveling back home to Boulder where everybody is waiting for them, which sounds boring. But what yeah. it's about is really this one character kind of rebuilding himself physically because he's injured and spiritually. And like one of the characters who's died kind of comes back as a ghost to help someone else like nurse him back to life and these characters get to have closure that they didn't get to have because he he's dead right so all this stuff and so it's very like i thought it's a really beautiful ending um and unusual because usually after the big conflict it's over right we have now we have fallout of like how do we heal after that and that's what made the ending to that special i think instead they wrap all that up in the first five minutes of the last episode, and then they go Ooh. off on a tangent of this whole story that never occurred in the original story. Now, the last episode is written by Stephen King, so he, we have no one to blame but Stephen King himself. He wrote okay. a whole new ending that is, like, confounding, frankly. Okay. Because uh, I, didn't, I didn't care for Castle Rock, and I feel like he was involved in that as well, and... I don't I know how you fuck it. up your own story so hard. Like he, yeah. so the not story, the, the, the coke? I, <laughs> probably not. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's, all the coke of the eighties is gone. At least sober now. I think all that coke has probably left his system at this point. But yeah. He, yeah. He rewrote this new ending where two of the characters leave Boulder, go off on their own to travel to Maine, which is kind of implied at the ending of the book. But it's like, why would they leave? There's doctors here. There's fucking doctors and they have a newborn baby. Like, why are you going on the road 
where there's probably violent, crazy people running around. There's no doctor if you get sick. There's no doctor if you fall down a hole. Yeah. I can't stand if when when shows make illogical choices for the characters. It's like, you know, nobody in real life would do that. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I, I don't mean, believe if, it. If it's too crowded, move like 20 minutes away. Right. Um they okay. they and then they have another standoff with Randall Flagg who but they've already but they already did that in the last episode. Okay. So it was just like it was just confounding. It didn't make any sense. It it totally took away from like this really beautiful ending of like okay here's how we heal it was just like i was very i was i was angry i was angry i was furious because this is my favorite one of my favorite books Mm -hmm. and they had everything going for them cinematography was great soundtrack fucking great acting all the actors fucking great great i have no complaints except for ezra miller played trash can man Worst thing I've ever seen. One of the worst fucking performances I've ever seen in my goddamn life. I don't know okay. why he played him that way. I don't know if that was the director's choice to push him in that direction. He, I've said this in the last episode, but he basically played him like Animal from the Muppets. Oh, that's lame. Yeah, what's that all about? I don't understand. Anyway, so just to sum up my feelings about The Stand, for those of you guys who listened to the last <laughs> episode, I still think if you're a fan of the book, you should watch it just to like experience it but you could probably skip the watch the la- first five to ten minutes of the of the last episode and then just shut it off because nothing good happens after that you don't need to watch most of the episode uh just just fucking forget it uh stephen king tried to retcon his own ending and uh it was fucking nonsense that's my my final word on that <sighs> It has a lot of good things in it, the series. Okay. But they dropped the ball real hard on a lot of important story points. That's a bummer because that's what I felt like with Castle Rock too is like it by the end I was just kind of like, well, okay. You're like, you just well, it. that happened. I okay. finished it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I felt. I, like- <laughs> I endured the ending of the show. That's how I felt. Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, that's a bummer. Um, All right. Shall we get back into our discussion of Death Becomes Her? Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Let's let's get right back into it. The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. You seem sort of distant. Let's just do it, man. You look stupid and rich. Stupid and stupid and rich. Fascist. All right. Let's get into it. Uh, but yeah, that was definitely something I was feeling. I was like, wow, Isabel Rossellini is 38 years old in this movie. And look at her. She looks like a fucking goddess. Uh, yes. You know? Um. Anyway, Uh. but her performance was great as well. Like she really just, I, I, I could have watched an entire movie about her. Honestly, yeah. her character I, was entrancing. I just want an elevator for my dogs. <laughs> right. The, the robe, the white robe, the, robe. the yes. way they oh put like God. a towel just barely touches her and then it slides she just, away. Like, falls off. Oh, she was <laughs> just like her. an absolute queen in this movie. Yeah. Um, all right. What should we talk about next? God, I feel like there's just so much we could cover here. Um, uh, I have a question. Who's the protagonist of this movie? And this is going to circle back to my 
some of my other thoughts that I brought up earlier. Who's the protagonist I, of this movie? It's the so potion. hard to say because I feel like the movie is so much about antiheroes. Like no one is likable in it really. And maybe Isabella Rossellini is the only likable totally character. Likable. All right, let me let me frame this a different way. Who in this movie experiences a change that turns their life around? Um, they all do. Ernest does. We just don't see it. Ernest does. We find it out at his funeral that he has spent the last half of his life, you know, raising mm-hmm. a family, you know, opening creating up the all Ernest, of these charities. The yeah. Ernest Melville, Melville Center for Women. Yes. Center for the the stu- the the stu- the stu- study of women in psychology. So here's where I think the movie again lacks self awareness. Um. So Ernest, they Helen and Madeline reconcile, right? Which I loved. I love that they team up. I also love that they're fucking stuck with each other because they're shitty human beings. Mm-hmm. I love right. that they're stuck with each other. All of that I love. But what if the end of this movie became about them either continuing to torture each other, which they kind of do? What if it became about that? Or what if it became about them deciding, you know, fuck this box that I'm in? I'm going to be a, a rotting monster for the rest of my life and you can all fucking look at me that way you know what what if there were so many different ways to turn this around but instead it becomes about them needing Ernest to fix them and so they try to trick him into taking the potion which he will not Mm -hmm. take and then Mm -hmm. Ernest becomes the moral compass of this movie saying I won't take the potion I don't want to live forever that's not really living and then he's the one who gets to live forever because he changes for the better. Yeah. Yeah. Barf. That's my fucking problem with Ernest. Yeah. Yeah. Be- and I feel like if the, I want, if someone, if an, if like, if an, if a woman had written this movie, I feel like the ending would have been different. I feel like there would have been some meaning because women know what it's like to be in that box. And all the guys who put, made this movie don't know what it's like to be in that box because mm-hmm. no one would ever make a movie like this about a man. Right. So, I'm not saying it has to end with them accepting that they're going to be ghouls for the rest of their lives, but I do think it, I do think there's another path to uh, comeuppance for them or another path for commenting on the fact that the box is the problem. I feel like there yeah. was another path to that, that the, the people who made this movie didn't even see because they were too focused on going, well, we need a moral compass. And, oh, let's take Ernest and and let him give us the moral of the story and have him rise up as the one who uh, ultimately uh, benefits from this whole story, even though the fucking movie isn't even a, shouldn't even be about him. Because he's a fucking yeah. side character. Yeah. Anyway, I just that I just I just had to get that out. Because that's how yeah. that's what I felt at the end of the movie was like yeah. There's so much good here. There's so much to talk about. There's so much that we could comment on here with this movie. Yeah. And I love the characters. You've got these amazing leads. And then you're going to make, you're, you're kind of making Ernest the protagonist here at the end. And like, fuck you for that very much. Mm-hmm. Right. It could have had a very like beaches style ending where they say like, fuck everybody else. You're my best friend. Let's, you know, make the world our oyster, you know, and ruin everyone's lives. Great. I'd love to see right. them wreaking havoc, havoc on everyone for the exactly. eternity. Fucking, I'm, I'm, I'll take it, you know? Right. 
or, you know, or maybe they are putting each other back together every day for the rest of their lives, but in some other way where it doesn't have to be about Ernest and their relationship to him. And it also doesn't have to be about their beauty, but it can be about other things because they still have all of the same issues with each other. Exactly. At the end of it, you know, where they're still like bickering about like little things and they're still both very mean in the funeral. Like they're laughing in the back of a funeral and it's just like. I mean, imagine what turn this movie could have taken if Ernest had just gotten in that cabin left. What else could we have done with them? Something more interesting, I feel like. Get yeah. great. Let Ernest go. I, this movie isn't about him. You know? I'm just saying. Yeah, that's valid. Um, all right. Uh any any anything else to say about about I think this? That's pretty much what I have to say about yeah. the film. Uh so final thoughts about <laughs> about this movie. <laughs> Um, I still love this movie. It's like a nostalgic favorite and I totally agree with everything that was said here today about it. Um, But I still like, it's fun. Like I just, I, I see all the, the issues with it, but I still think it's fun and it didn't do me any harm when I was a kid. So no, we've already been told that we belong in this box. It's not this movie's (laughs) fault. Um, I, I agree with Sarah, you know, I think it, it's a funny movie and I got some good teehees out of it and, mm-hmm. you know, I, no harm done. It like, you know, it's not, it's not my favorite. It's not the best, uh, movie for women I've ever seen in my life, but you know what? It was good. I enjoyed it. I'd watch it again. Oh yeah. That scene of, that scene of them sword fighting in the totally. little great hall area with her with a hole in her stomach. I mean, that was hilarious. That was just and comedy gold. I love yes. this. Mer- Mer- Meryl Streep going flaccid. Oh my God. <laughs> when Madeline calls him, I had to write it down because it was oh my, my favorite line in the movie. She calls him a tragic, boozy, flaccid clown. I was like, now that <laughs> that is like a Shakespearean sonnet. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not saying the writing in this movie is bad. I'm saying that the the movie doesn't fucking know what it's doing with this story yeah. with this uh theme. That's what it yeah. that's where it fails. But the writing is great. Uh every time Helen sits down and the and the fucking shovel stick goes right through her middle because she's got a hole in her okay. I mean, great sight gags. Uh yeah. I def I you know, this movie is a product of it's time. It's a product of uh, men without self-awareness writing about women's problems. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But but with all that, uh, I still think it's the that Meryl Streep and, and Goldie Hawn are fantastic. I think Bruce Willis is great. Isabel Rosalie, great cast. We'd even talk about the implications of these celebrities that are that have faked their own death that we see at Isabella oh, yeah. Rossellini's mm-hmm. party. Yeah, uh, and curious. how there's an opportunity there to comment on how men also feel like they have to male celebrities feel like they have to live up to certain uh, standards as well. There was an opportunity there that I think was used as a joke, but not used to the fullest potential that it could have. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it's fun. It's funny. Um, of course, we're looking at it under a microscope because that's what we do here. Um I think what I was left with, the feeling that I was left with is I'd love to see somebody take this kind of idea, but spin it in a way that actually deals with the problem of the box. Right. I'd love to see that. 
I'd love to see that. Yeah. I'd love to see women being awful to each other, but then also have it have some kind of self-awareness. Right. I'd, I That would be cool for me. Yeah. I, I also just think it would have been a much more interesting movie if they had taken this idea of in the pursuit of getting eternal youth, they completely screw themselves into being uglier than they started. Oh, you know? absolutely. Which I, I think that, yeah. that's a really interesting idea to play yeah. with. Absolutely. So by the fi- by the time you finally get the potion, you're already so disgusting that now you're just going to be stuck this way forever, you know? Right. I think the movie relied on their internal beauty is is so bad that mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have to do too much with the external beauty, but that's really where the gag was, I think, was in really just disintegrating the shell of them. Uh, I think that would have been you're right. I think more of that would have been great. That hole in the stomach gag is just when she stands up in the pool and the water comes out, just pours out of her out of that hole in her stomach. What a great gag. That was was so good. Um, so good. Sarah, thank you for suggesting this movie. It gave us so much to talk about. And even though I had yeah. a lot of gripes with some of the bigger themes, uh, I had a tremendous and tremendously enjoyable time watching it. And yeah. uh, I would absolutely watch this again. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, I'd love, I'd be interested to hear what my daughter thinks about this movie. She's oh, yeah. got even, even more yeah. critical eye than I do. She would Definitely. be like, I don't oh, get I, it. Why do I they like him? Yeah. <laughs> what is no, wrong I'd, with this I'd guy? I'd love to hear what Charlotte thinks. Cause like, yeah, I was like her age when I was like, yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would, I would absolutely Charlotte, I watch feel like this would- again. I want to hear Charlotte's thoughts on the neck backwards scene. Oh, like she would really love this macabre she shit. Love she loves She'd this love macabre it. kind of shit. Uh, I don't, I'm trying to think if there's anything purely objectionable in this movie that would be. There's the one shot of a nude woman in the right. pool house, yeah. but that's it. Well, she's seen really. The Shining now, though. So, yeah. uh, oh, wow. Yeah. This is fine. Oh, she's seen The Bathtub Lady in The Shining. Yeah. She's, <laughs> it was yeah. like, I was laying in bed. We were watching it in my bed on Halloween, and I was like, the remote's really far away, and I should fast forward through The Naked Lady in the Bathtub, but you know what? It's just... That's the most terrifying moment. Like, yeah. That terrified me when I was a kid. Yeah, that was the pretty scary. really scared me. Oh, yeah, the for twins. sure. But um, yeah, I think it would be interesting to hear what Charlotte had to say about this. Um, Shall we do the Bechdel test? Yes. All right. So I think this will be pretty easy. I think this will be pretty easy. Does this movie have more than one female character? Yes. I would say it has three pretty strong female characters in it. Uh, Do they have names? Yes. They do. I can't remember what Isabel Rossellini's character name is. The devil. Just but does, she um, has a name, right? Yes, yeah, she does. She, she does. Has an, um, oh, it's Liesel. Liesel. That's right. Something that's, rather. That's right. Um, yeah. Do they talk to each other? Yes. Do they talk about something other than a man? Yes. They absolutely they do. do. And it's there's a lot. There's like a yes. The the man is in a in a sort of an engine for some of their conflict, but there's a lot of other stuff going on here. So it this doesn't pass the backwards Bechtel test which is two men talking to each other. Good. You know what? Oh. Fuck those guys. <laughs> They've had their time. Yeah. <laughs> fucking bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to plug it up. This is the part of the show where we uh, talk about all the fun things that, uh, that we're doing and that our guests are doing. And I'm going to throw it over to my, our guest, Hillary, Arheath to tell us about what would you like to plug? What okay. are you up to? 
Um, so I've got several things. Yes. Um, but you can always, you know, if you just want to get a good overview, um, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, Hillary R. Heath. Um, but you can also follow the sketch comedy group that I produce called Black as Fuck. Obviously, I am not on stage for it um, as I am a white woman, but I do uh, behind the scenes work for them and produce it. And you can follow them at Black AF underscore comedy on Instagram. Great. Great group. And, uh, you know, I have two other film projects that I'm I'm currently working on. Um, one of them is a series that I've written with Jasmine Waters. It's called Between, and it's about two, um, you know, young Southern women just trying to rekindle their friendship that they had in high school. Nice. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram at Between the Series. And then finally, I am working on a film called The Waltz with Ava Davis. And it is Love a it. romantic comedy about a trans woman who takes dance classes and meets a man who changes her life. And it's an excellent script. I've really enjoyed working on it. Uh, we're going to be looking for some funding for that soon. But you can follow us on The Waltz. I think it's The Waltz Film. Let me double check. Yeah. Look it up and come come back to us with that. Okay. Um, right back. That is... Yeah, the waltz. I I well, got to check out the reading of that. Uh, well, actually, we we did a, I did like yeah. the the tech for that, and uh, yeah. it's a really fantastic script. script. And Ava Davis, of course, has been on the show a couple of times as a guest, and we love her. And uh, really looking forward to seeing this movie get made. Yes, and you can follow it at the at the waltz feature film on yes. Instagram. Yes. All right. Uh, RK, everybody, follow all those things. Um, you, I would, I would like to plug uh, our uh, Critical Crop Tops YouTube channel so you can find us on YouTube. Just type in Critical Crop Top. And uh, there you can find the vidcast for this uh, podcast, The Feminine Mistake. You can find the vidcast for the Adam and Andy podcast, which is another podcast that Sarah and I do where we only watch Adam Driver and Andy Samberg movies. Um, so if you like those guys as much as we do, uh, check that out. And, uh, also we've got a lot of sketch comedy and films and stuff up there, including, uh, the critical crop top sketch comedy web show, uh, all new sketches. We're releasing them uh, a couple times a month. Uh, Sarah, myself, Brandon Mitchell, Ava Davis, uh, Melissa Knapp, um, wrote and directed these and there's a bunch of great Atlanta actors in it. So, uh, check that out. Um, and of course you can find this podcast, uh, the Feminine Mistake Podcast on Facebook and Instagram at Feminine Mistake Pod. And you can find us on Twitter at Fem Mistake Pod. Um, always accepting recommendations for movies. And if you like the show, tell a friend or leave us a review about what did you think? Bruce Willis. Where When was Brooke, Will what was Brooke Will Bruce Willis's peak hotness? Which movie was it for you? Oh, uh, yes. Let us know. Mm -hmm. Tweet at us. Tell us all about it. Um, Hillary, it has been so awesome to have you on yes, the show. So great, we so miss nice. you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. You. Um, gosh, I feel like there was just like, and Sarah, thank you for suggesting this movie because I feel like there yes. was just like this was like a buffet of of there's just like so much to get into. Um, I feel like I might like I feel like I might need to give myself like a Meryl Streep Goldie Hawn marathon. It's like we've done a bunch of Goldie yeah. Hawn and Meryl yeah. Streep. Like we've done Overboard and we did. Uh, yeah. What was that? Uh, uh, the devil uh, with the Roseanne Devil. Uh, ooh, she oh. devil. She, she devil. She, she devil. devil. So we've done a lot of movies. That, man, I, 
Are there any other movies that Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn are in together? Tweet at us. Tweet at us. I can't think of one. Uh, I know Bette Midler and uh, Goldie Hawn have done a couple of flicks together. Yeah. Man, can you imagine a Goldie Hawn, Bette Midler, Meryl Streep flick, though? That would be insane. It would break all of Hollywood as we know it. I feel like no one film could contain all that power. I don't think they so would, either. I don't they, think. They would Just throw in Isabel Rossellini's earth. Yes. Yes, there would be a crater in the earth for sure. 